Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Hey, welcome, boys and girls, to a very special edition of the Spears and Steinberg podcast. It's email time. Oh, Steve. <laughs> Emails, man. Emails. All right. You want to start off this time? No, I'll let you start off first because I'm going to work my way into this one. Really? Yeah, it's Well, two. then I might as well start with Jonathan Poto first. Okay. Can you get me all worked up? Yeah. Get your, get your, get your, uh, your Jewish juices flowing. What are Jewish juices? Ooh. You don't know what Jewish juices are? No. Oh. Celery juice. Celery? Celery. Oh, okay. I thought it would be matzo ball juice. That's chicken soup. Okay. Um, Jonathan Poto, thank you for the shout-out on the last pod. I want to take one more moment to try to convince this stupid-ass smart motherfucker that blaming black people for the sins of America is wrong and borderline racist. Damn, guns blazing. Say hello to my little friend. If I had time, I would make an argument that a lot of the benefits us modern people get from the blood spilled by America are not shared proportionately by black people, but that would require a Ph.D. thesis about the link between race and housing, housing and education, housing area and policing, education and the job market, race and policing, and all of these factors and low levels of black wealth. Wealth is generational and therefore the most meaningful method of judging how far each race has come in America. Blacks, sadly and undeservedly, are at the bottom. It's easier for me to just point out that with every game blacks have made, they have paid equally or more in their own blood. The blood on the hands has long been washed away by all the new blood spilled every day by black people. If you're black in America is like that you if you're black, America is like that uncle that paid your way through college but molested you. That's a Chris Rock joke. I put two good examples here of the blood paid by blacks and the up and the comeuppance like instant karma, and there's probably a hundred more, hundred more. One, this one's pretty straightforward. Black Tulsa in the 20s was way better than any of this shit that racist-ass Southerners had around, so they found a reason to burn it down, and then he uh, sends in a, a link. This is a little complicated. Basically, white people got back at black people for desegregation by codifying it in the law that separate black education and society was inherently less effective than separate white education. 
So when white schools were forced to desegregate, even the black schools that had been doing a good job were forced to shut down. And a lot of the, those black students got a worse education under white teachers, while a lot of those black teachers who had been doing a great job were told, we're not hiring. And then he put in parentheses, I see you, Eddie Griffin. At that, we're the white-only schools, he put in another link. Finally, for blacks to have blood on their hands, they would have to be standing behind these evil policies that enriched the, that enriched the American empire. Culturally, this is far from the truth for black who, for blacks who are more likely to be called unpatriotic and see their careers torn into pieces when actively disagreeing with the national okie-dokie. See Muhammad Ali, Mahmoud al-Raouf, and Colin Kaepernick. Vietnam was a draft-based army, and I consider most black troops after that to be, in the words of Paul Mooney, graham cracker motherfuckers. Too white in the brain to count against black culture, or at least too economically driven to be worried about morality when joining the cause of war. I often feel like Andy's pointing to his biracial nature just gives him a shield of being able to disassociate from these questions of racial morality and pick the most comforting reality. That the status quo just needs minor adjustments, not a major kick in the teeth, which he then passes off as him being an impassive neutral observer. The fact is you can recognize that you're separate from black culture and still be an advocate on a logic-based reasoning without the need for the fancy handshake every time you enter a room with a black person in it. Fact of the matter is, it works for the podcast, having you two not agreeing much on social issues, but the fact remains that Aries is turning into Paul Mooney, a 100% real motherfucker, while Andy, puts in parentheses, like pretty much everyone in show business, is playing the fence and worried about just landing punches here and there. I think Andy is funny and will probably get that Netflix special before you based on his more ho-hum outlook and quick wit. But the fact is, Paul Mooney is the funniest man of all time and gets no credit from anybody white for it. And the same will probably be true with regard to you, Aries, in 20 years. Man, that's depressing. All I can say is release those independent albums and DVDs when the next Chappelle comes up in 20 years, geeking on your material, where you will be neat. Rodamus too, and people will finally recognize your greatness. I'd rather come up late and be among the names George Carlin, Bill Hicks, Richard Pryor, and Paul Mooney than have success my entire career. Your fan, Jonathan. I don't even know which where to address this. Pick, the... pick one, motherfucker. Ah. Uh... Dude, I think you need to listen to the whole podcast. Going back to, I never agree with Darius. You have to listen to episode. It's actually zero through uh, now to get it. But first of all, I'll start with I'll start with Aries. Aries deserves a Netflix special. Uh, when you say uh, no white people ever give Paul Mooney credit, and I've sat next to Paul Mooney, that was one of the greatest joys of my life. Paul Mooney is one of the greatest. You're a comic, but uh, I get it. But uh, uh, Richard Pryor was still the greatest. And you're gonna and if you want to yell that he wrote with Richard Pryor, all yeah. that's subjective. Um, but so so that, that 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 that's fine. That's fine. Whatever he wants to say, I I think Aries would appreciate some uh, uh, some success though while he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> while I'm alive and vibrant. But I, but I get what you're saying. Uh, as far as walking in the room with my with my cool handshake, you don't know me, dude, because. Uh, there's one thing I never tried to be is cool. 
Uh, I shake hands. How many times has somebody said that they need to? Sh- you need to teach me how to shake hands. Mm. Mm. Dude, when we were in, what were we in DC? And the dude yelled at me that you need to show me how to shake hands. Oh. I, I'm not trying to be anything. I'm just trying to be me. And when I say this about the the blood on their hands, all I'm talking about is the life that we lead in this country. And you said economics aren't divided up equally. No, not for anybody. Do blacks have it harder? Yes. And then let's get into blacks. That didn't sound right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into the statement of blacks. When you say blacks, what do you mean? Do you mean blacks with slave history? Are you talking about the new blacks that came over here to jump on everything that America's built off the the backs of black black people with slave ancestors and take advantage of that? Which blacks are you talking about? Because there's different, there's, it's a different group. I don't know if, if you want to if you want to address that in your long letter to me, trying to change my opinion. When I'm not trying to change yours, I just gave an opinion. I think that we owe a debt to everybody that came before us because everybody that came before us did uh, something for this country. Well, let me rephrase that. Sorry, I think we owe immensely to what built this country which were blacks that were stolen from their country and brought here. And as I said, rerooted, regrown, and is its own indigenous population to this country. Let me ask you something. Let's say, and I don't know what the exact number has been, but there's been a lot. But let's just say 75. 75 people have had the same complaint with you. Black. Yeah. 75 black people have told you where you're wrong. Yeah. At no point, and I respect your stance either way, but at no point do you say to yourself, 75 black people are telling me about my opinions about black and white. Maybe I'm wrong. This was not about black and white. Well, some, the, 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 some of the ingredients are. No, this to me, and, and maybe this is just a communication issue, which I don't think it is. I am saying that the blood was laid and that every time you do anybody who who takes from if a tree is grown out of a out of a place where someone died and mm-hmm. we eat the fruit off that tree we all bear some of what that tree grew from I don't know why that has to be a black and white issue this is an issue where we owe to our ancestors, whether they're black, white, whoever, the, the, but the Native the, Americans. But I think the argument has always been you're trying to include black people in benefiting from that, right? Wasn't that the argument? I'm trying to say Ameri- if you're an American and you're growing up here and you have benefits that other people before you didn't have because of their stride and effort that they put in to making this country, whether it was uh, – no matter what what it was, whether it was uh, whether it was mandatory that they had to do it because they were slaves, or if it was because they whatever the reason that that blood was spilled. When you take advantage off that spilled blood, you have some, you're indebted to the people that came before you. I don't understand why that has to why why that is the issue where we don't want to take responsibility and and I, I, I want to say. Tip your hat to everybody that came before you, good or bad, because people have had it bad in this country all the way through. Have other, have other groups of people had it worse? Yes, without a doubt, they've had it worse. 
But when we all grew from that, this is what this country is built on. And hopefully we were supposed to become better people so that we're not in a country that we have today. We were supposed to have gotten better. And you a lot of times will hit me with supposed to. Yeah, supposed to, because I can't make it happen. Us as a group should have made it happen, but we didn't. But we still have every generation, we can still have the chance to change it and make it better. I'm not looking at it as, is it right? It's not. I'm looking at it as, could we do better if we can look at our past and be honest and say, this is what happened. And that will lead me into a different email that I have. Right. So uh, you worked up now? Is your juices? Yeah, I'm worked up enough. Your juices is ready for ready to shoot? Yeah, because this, this well, people, you know, this is the other problem. People, like you just said, they're not, if they were trying to tell me I was wrong, they had an argument with me that said, right. hey, listen, this is why I, uh, we were, uh, black men, this black men that's having the, most of these emails have right. came from. Hey, Andy, look at it this way. Uh, we were stolen. We didn't have a right in this. And then they tried to make that argument from there and why they didn't have any blood in this. Right. Which still wouldn't hold in what I just said. I would still argue that because I would have got, even though they didn't have a choice, that blood was spilled here. And we economically have grown from that. Right. All of us. So that, that would be my point. But if they, if they try to reason with me that way, I'd probably be more into listening to going, maybe I would have some stance I want to change. But no one's come at me. They come at me like this dude, Keith uh, Loose. Is it a black guy? Yeah, I believe so. I'll be able to tell based on certain things I hear. Well, uh, he sent me this. He sent me something a while ago, and I want to find that first. Uh, and I said, so you're reading two emails, yeah, from him. Right. And he said, uh, "I'm just, I'm just shocked he went directly to you." Well, he went a bit because I said something about. Uh, posters on the wall, and I said, and he tried to say that uh, he tried to make it sound like I said that that was a sign of respect for, and I said no, that was an acknowledgement. It goes to this email, and I answered that email, and he basically said that I said that I don't read. Are you gonna read the whole thing? No. Nah, well, it's gonna be three emails if we get into this completely. Uh, but but basically, it was about picking up a, a book that well, I need they, to read them. This is the email episode. Okay. Don't, Tom, don't take it out of context. All right. Thomas Jefferson began... Okay, this is from Keith Luce. Thomas Jefferson, this was on uh, 1016. Thomas Jefferson began raping Sally Hemmings, uh, his slave and sister-in-law, when she was 13 and he was 45. Sally lived in the house with him and bore his children just because there are there is posters on the wall of a person living in your house does not mean that you respect them as a human being. A few podcasts ago, you said that you don't read... It's really starting to show through your comments. Pick up a book or a podcast. I've sent you some and I've and, and learned just how horrific and planned slavery uh, was and how the effects are still with us. Uh, he sent that through his iPhone. And then I sent him back this where I said, as I learn more about the founding fathers of the U.S. I'm broken. It's not what we were taught in public schools. I admittedly uh, am undereducated on this subject. Posters on the wall was not a replacement for respect. I meant it as an acknowledgement. If you, if you hang these, uh, these are your heroes, you should know about where they came from, who they are uh, as people. But actually, I don't know which podcast you're quoting me from. I've used the posters uh, a few times. I never said I didn't read. I said that we don't read scripted materials. I don't have notes on a table when I'm speaking. Um, effects of slavery on life today. Um, this is what, because that's what he, he was talking about. Effects of uh, slavery on life today. I speak of on the podcast. I'm very aware. 
I do think that the greater effect on today was Jim Crow laws. I don't know what episode you are giving uh, you this feeling, but my number is below if you have any, if you have something that you want to bring to my attention immediately. So I didn't hear from him. And then I said, I do appreciate, uh, oh, and then I followed up with, I do appreciate the episodes of the podcast you sent. This is actually a subject I've been doing some research on, uh, whatever, that, that's just more of me talking to him. Um, then he said, as you learn more about the founding fathers, you are broken. Why broken? And I text him back uh, or emailed, I'm going to save my response to this question for the podcast. Right. And so I was going to briefly go over this and then put it on the podcast. But then he sent me this. Oh. Is this what got you riled up? Yeah. because This one, the one you're about to read. Yeah. Well, yeah, because... Uh, I wanted to save it for the podcast to give him some, you right. know, put him on the podcast and, you know, bring up something that I feel like I am undereducated on right. and I'm learning about. And he wrote, come on, man. So the more true, the more. Now, before you finish reading this, once you finish reading this, you're going to give your response here on the podcast. Right? Yeah. And you're going to be all lathered up. You're gonna no, be- I'm just going to be, I'm going to be honest about it. Damn. All right, go ahead. It says, come on, man. So the more, tr- the more, and then he put in parentheses, truthful and complete facts you learn about the founding fathers. Uh, and then I guess we, we're in double parentheses, who identify themselves as white and practice white supremacy. You find yourself who identifies as white and has suppressed his Mexican and Jewish heritage broken. Andy, did you white supremacist yourself? Mm. And the answer is no. <laughs> the reason I was going to respond to you about what my brokenness was, if you know me, if you know me from the podcast or if you know me from my jokes, I don't know if it's, well, you know Tim uh, is a friend of mine, but not even Tim. Tim was uh, way uh, in my life at a different point in my life as a person. Uh, my friend Eric, who I talk about in my comedy routine. Yes. We're uh, the same. We were going. We went to the same elementary school together. And when I said that, that's not what we were taught in school about uh, the the founding fathers. Uh, and any time I remember when slavery came up, the founding fathers had slaves, but they were treated slaves nicely. That's that was the the actual response. I can remember this from teachers back in right. uh, this would have been seventy. Right. Um. And then as you learn more and you do find out a little bit more, I just thought about my friend Eric sitting with me in class and having to learn this American history mm-hmm. through a public school system. And when I said I was broken, that's the first person I thought about. Because I thought about how disgusting our system is that we can't even – we were so dishonest that even in, in 19 – so I would be 10 out of 75. It's 1975, a year away from our bicentennial – that we would be so shit. Just this, this country was still lying so greatly that I has, I sat next to a black dude who had to hear about his history from a white female teacher, and it was coerced history. It was painful that, and that's what made me the saddest is that I sat there and I learned some bullshit history, and he I don't know. I don't know what was going on in his head. Does he, did he, at that time, was he learning? Was he being whitewashed in that class? Or was he going home and his parents were going, nah, that's not how it is. Right. And that's what, even if he was my friend, couldn't have been my friend. Like, he could be my friend, but he'd have to look at me. I'm believing this bullshit. Right. And then this goes back to what, what this is why this is actually important that I feel we do this podcast and we talk about this. Because to talk about this 
is the most important part about this. Because no one wants to have this conversation. No one wants to say, be honest or say anything. And part of the reason I stick to my guns on some of this is because the conversation needs to be continued to be had. Anyone, and this is what I feel like we do in this country, especially right now with political correctness. We're not trying to change someone's, how they feel inside. We're trying to feel, we're trying to change how they communicate outside. And that doesn't change anything. That changes the social structure of being outside and being able to play on a playground. It doesn't change who the people are in their house. And that's why this country's fucked up. We've had 240-something years to figure this out and to be honest and say what really happened. To to then, then go all the way to 1950 when we didn't make any changes. We actually suppressed black people in ways that is... And that's why I don't know... That was kind of understated in there where I said the Jim Crow laws I thought were even worse. Because after slavery, after emancipation, there was more cities like what, – what city did he use that was burned down in – Oh, shit. I forgot. Anyway, that, uh, there, was, there, was, there was more cities right after emancipation that, that took off after uh, slavery was repealed. And the black communities that were doing great and white communities went in and destroyed those communities. Uh, in that first, well, I forgot how many years before they, before the Jim Crow laws came in and ruined everything that was happening. These are honest conversations. I know the history because I do read, uh, despite what you think I said on the podcast, but I, uh, like I have more to read. And the Founding Fathers, the other reason that breaks me is because I, used to, I grew up thinking Thomas Jefferson was one of the best dudes in the whole world. I, I really did. I, and, and this is where it's... To, to be at that age, to be an attorney, to, to, to go up against Britain, to separate your country, to start a new country, it's pretty amazing. But you have to deal with the fact that he was a slave owner and that he was uh, sleeping with multiple slaves. He has children from all these slaves that are out, and they get, they get nothing. They weren't even acknowledged until recently from uh, America. Right. Yeah, it, it breaks me up a little bit. Not even a little bit, a lot of it. I'm going to be honest. So uh, when I said I was broken, that's the reason why. And this is why it makes me so mad, because if people came at me and had questions and said things, he said, did you just put yourself into a white circle? Trying to get me instead of just understand. I, I'm having an honest conversation. You're trying to make me an asshole. So Keith Lewis, fuck you. That's what I had to say. Oh, there we go. This is uh, I, I'm Jewish, actually Jewish Jewish semen released. No, I'm actually having an honest conversation here, trying to make trying to get something out of this, and you want to paint me into a corner because you think I'm suppressing my Jewish and Mexican roots. Let's take Mexicans then for a second. Let's 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 go to Mexico because oh, we were gonna have boy. we were gonna have this problem. I have another email that I have to get to where someone just said that I needed to to admit that I had a void. Um, let me see if I can find this one real quick so we can get into this one real fast. <laughs> Keith, I want to have a good conversation with you. I thought we were going there, and you just tried to paint me in a corner and make me a racist. That's what you wanted to do. A white supremacist, not a racist, which is, uh, they go hand in hand. Uh, you can play that music. Fuck you. Kiss my ass now? Well, you guys are turning into me more and more every day. Next thing you're going to have afros and big dicks. And <laughs> uh, is that man a regular civilian now? I'm going to kick your ass later. Oh, you'll know this one. This one is from your buddy, Sergio Sosa. Oh, wait, he might have sent me the same one. It's a short one? Uh, yeah, he did. He copied it to you. Do you have that one ready to read? Uh, I like when you read them because I, I get all my dyslexicness comes into effect and I'm already fired up. Yeah, it was like you was trying to break dance, but you was having a seizure. Yeah, Andy, uh, you say oh, you yeah, want. I got it. You ready? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Sergio Sosa. I like you, Tony. There's no lying in you. 
Andy, you say you want to understand your Mexican side. The first step to beginning to understand and learn is to start by acknowledging that, yes, you are a Jewish American who also happens to be Mexican. You say that you have a void and regret not. That's where it cut off for me. Yeah, that's where it cut off for me, too. And I, the void part pissed me off. But also, when we sat here and we talked about, he called me Jewish American happens to be Mexican. Dude, first of all, I'm an American. I've said this on the last podcast, and I, I was mad at Aries because I let him talk me out of saying this on the podcast. Oh, not, shit. Not intentionally, but he called me out, and I, and I backed off. on the, I'm an American. This is why I believe there is a lot of issues in this country. I'm not a Jewish American. I'm not a Mexican American. I'm an American. And then I have Mexican and Jewish uh, heritage. That's what I am. And the reason I know this is because if I go into the Olympics, I'm going to put on an American flag. If we go to war, I'm going to put on my American flag because I'm an American. I was born here. I've taken benefits from here. I've rooted here. This is where my family grew up. I am a fucking American. Okay? There's no other way about this. And when you said avoid, I was... said fuck twice. Yeah. Here it goes. And here's what I started to write to him and I didn't even finish this. Uh, yes, sir. American. Say that I have a void? No, sir. I know where I'm from, my history, my culture, my La Familia. I am not a Jewish American or a Mexican American. I'm an American, okay? I started to send you this, and I was like, I'm going to do this on the podcast because I, I, I wasn't going to get into this because I said I never – I wrote, I never said I want to understand my Mexican side. I know it. I said I want to know what it's like to be Mexican in America today, to explore Mexican culture all over this country. First of all, Mexicans in this country, and the reason it's so hard to define what a Mexican is in this country is because they're all different from all over the country. And number one, even foremost, before we go back to that, when this country was built, the Southwest and Southwest uh, map line was redrawn, all the people living here, not all, but a good percentage of them, were Mexican because that was on the map. That was part of Mexico. So when we made that, Mexicans were weaved into this culture, and the Southwest culture is a Hispanic culture. It's a Mexican culture that was developed way before America was America. They were already here. And then when we want to get into what a Mexican is, it's indigenous people from that part of the country that were taken, raped, and pillaged by uh, the Spaniards. So, so wait, let me make sure I understand something, what you just said. You said that when the white men, basically when white folks got here, Mexicans was already here. We were already here. Okay. So technically, since Mexicans were already here and white folks came and reaped the rewards and the benefits from people that were already here, right? Right, sort of. Sort of, okay. So, Because there's another part to this, but keep going. Okay. So that if Mexicans were already here, why claim to be an American first Because Mexicans were here first? Because I live in this country, and the same Mexicans... But they lived here first. But the same Mexicans that lived here, they didn't move to Mexico and go, oh, hey, this is America now, we got to get out of here. No, they adopted the American dream, the American principles, the American way. That's why this blend of Mexican in... But why would you adopt something where you were already here first? Why not, you know Because there were lines at the time. There wasn't... A, what, was in, what was that at the time? Culturally, everything is still here that was there then. It didn't change. Mm. Spanish, Spanish, the Mexican speak, is, is, is quite ironic when we're going to be talking about uh, everything that we're... who we are... Mexicans speak Spanish. Spanish is a a language that came from Europe. The conquistadors that came over to Mexico and took over that indigenous population to create this Mexican culture that you're talking about right now is actually European. 
if you go to Mexico City, people in America think that Mexico is is uh, tacos and burritos, and that's not. That's the poor part of Mexico. Go into Mexico City. That is a European city. I'm just tired of people that don't know what they're fucking talking about. Just come up and just say shit that they don't know what they're even saying. So if I called myself white, if I really want to call myself white, if uh, Mexico was colonized by the Spanish, that's European. If it's colonized, if America's colonized by the British and the French, it's all European. This has all been colonized. This is, for the most part, people that live in this country other than blacks. You're European. You're white. Now, culturally, that's different. And there was a big problem. As I get into this, and I wanted to do the study, I wanted to do it nicely. I wanted to present some nice stuff. In the 80s and 90s, there was a big, a big part of this country, for whatever reason, that the Mexican population wanted to really, really blend in with the regular white population. In the 80s and 90s, that happened. That's where a lot of the language was lost. A lot had happened. Right. And now we all want to be separate. Listen, if we can be separate. I love my American. My, my, I love being an American, but I love the history of my, my Hispanic culture, my Mexican side. I love the Jewish side. I have no problem acknowledging it, but I live in a country that is multicultural, and we are trying to blend all the cultures into this country in one time. And it's an ever-evolving culture. It doesn't stop because people are always going to be coming over here. But for years, there has been a culture that is American. When you say, <clears throat> when you say you're Jewish side, you mean white, right? No. And this, is, this can well, answer. Well, I, I just want to make sure because you go, I, I love my Mexican side and I love my Jewish side. You're, Jew, you're Jewish and Mexican. So, but when you say Jewish, you mean white, right? No, no. So then, so you're Mexican, Jewish, and white. I think American culture. No, well, I, this is this is different. This is this gets way more complicated. Let's 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 break this all up. But why wouldn't you? But isn't white Jewish? I mean, I mean, it's. Have I you know been to saying. Israel? No, 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 no. I, I know what you're going. I know what you're going to say. But almost like on yesterday's podcast when we were talking about the breakdown of champagne versus sparkling wine. It all, like, the base of it is the same, but it's different in an offset kind of way, right? Isn't that kind of how you explained it a little bit? Yeah, no, because there's different... Okay, when we, when we explain that, all, all, all sparkling wine is sparkling wine. Yes. But only champagne is champagne, even though sh- all champagne is sparkling wine. Th- that. Yeah. So even though... Champagne is champagne. It's still some sort of sparkling wine. Yeah, all the sparkling okay, wine. Okay, so but ju- only the grapes that come from from Champagne region of France. Okay. are champagne. Okay, so but they're all sparkling. Even wine. though Jewish Jerusalem whatever is that, isn't it kind of a white? No, no, no. Because the origin, and this is where I said something else in the podcast that I haven't addressed yet, where I said that. Uh, so 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 I'm clear. If you if you want if you want to get into this some of the stuff so Jews won't refer to themselves as hey I'm a white man uh, a white person who happens to be Jewish that lives in uh, New York 
who has had generations of maybe came from Russia, maybe came from uh, Germany, maybe came from other parts of Europe, they may find themselves that they are white. And they, live, they may they may live in a European uh, culture, but they di- but they don't don't their history isn't of white. Okay. And, and as a matter of fact, if we were going to get into this, and I was going to be more professional about this, the history of the world is not white, and it's not black; it's brown. Brown is in what? The people, the indigenous people that were first on this earth. Were brown, uh, who was that? You would have to go. Uh, it ain't black. Northern Egypt. That ain't black. It is now. Brown ain't black. No, it's brown. Brown, not dark brown, not black. Brown. Give me what is brown. Give me a people that is brown. Hispanics or Mexicans are brown. Okay, so then what are we? What are we, black folks? Since we not, what are we? You're brown. Some are black, some are brown. Nigga, the fuck are you talking about, man? Okay. The original people, the, the people that if you believe the original, in the Bible. The, the original people. Let's go to your joke. Yeah. The original people. Mm. Jesus is black. Yeah. God, that makes God black. Yeah. The original man is what color? Brown? From what I've just So it ain't niggas. Because we really thought all this time it was niggas. They were brown. Okay, so what are, what are you talking about? The original people are brown. You just said it wasn't. It's not black. It's not white. It's brown, and we're brown. Okay, let's go. Let's go just a, a little bit back to something I said earlier. What black are we talking about? Are we talking about blacks that are coming over from Africa now, or blacks that live in, in, in this country that I feel are indigenous Americans? Because the, you're you are the culture of this country. Black people, black people that came from that slave culture that developed here, stolen from Africa, are really, other than the, the, the American Indian, are the only other indigenous people of this, of this land now. We, we know Indians, yes. Yeah. Okay. But we're not talking about Indians. We're talking about the, the first man ever, right? If you go back to the Bible, what I have learned recently— in my recent past here, within the last year, we all came from what is what would have been a brown culture, but not a black culture. I don't, you know, I I don't have the exact color that you want. Do you want a color chart? I don't need a color chart. I, from, what do you want from, from everything I've heard and been told? The first man has been the black man. Well, if 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 okay, let's look at it this way then. If you were a white dude and you saw that first uh, brown man that I'm talking about, you would say that's a black man. Okay. Okay. Is that fair enough? I just don't understand why you're making a separation from black and brown. Because brown, brown, black, same shit. Because because what I'm trying to get to is it if if this is if if what I am learning is true, we all came from the original idea of one. Of one family, right? Uh-huh. Is that what the Bible says? I, 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 you know, yeah, I guess. Okay, so this group of people that come here, or the purse, the, the family, however you want to look at it, is of this brown color. Right. And then people have to leave and move to different origins in this kind of, of the world. Right. And some went more into southern Africa, not northern Africa. Right. 
and others ventured up. And when I said on a podcast, now I forgot the guy's name that called me. Oh, no, I didn't. It's, it's, uh, and I like his name a lot. Black American. I think that's his Twitter name. Said it's uh, uh, Israel is actually uh, Asia, which he is correct. But I was going off what I was studying at the time. And it goes to the Bible study where Israel is part of Africa at the time is how it was looked at in the Bible. And it's called. And so I misspoke. I was wrong. But uh, because Israel's right on the is the handle between Africa and Asia. Right. So as people move and if you uh, God, I really want to get more into this about some other things about us as people that I really hate. But this is all because it's such a big story. This isn't like I can just break this down into like one story. Well, let, let me let this because this email bleeds into what we're talking. Okay, about. let's let's do it from Smaley. Because then I can get back into this at a different time. Panetta. No, you might be able to get right back into it after this. All right. From Smaley Panetta. Episode one, subject. Episode 117, Andy El Mexicano, Americano de Jerusalem. Good morning, Aries and Andy. Hello, Smaley. Uh, We got to work on your name, brother. Smaley, it just just sounds like you work in the fucking uh, bottom of the, the, the mail room. Uh, and like you just slow mail, smelly. Yeah, and you just, you know, you sniff women's panties when they ain't looking. Um, you just pulled a smelly. Yeah, just finished listening to episode one seventeen, and Andy touched on something interesting about Hispanic heritage in America. Andy made the statement: If there is a war that breaks out between Mexico and the United States, what side are you fighting on? You have to fight. There's no army. If they are Mexican, they should go fight for Mexico. If they are American, they should fight for America. I don't understand how we can be in a country, but we want to put but we want to put where we came from as our first priority. My ancestors of this western hemisphere were the natives to the continents we now refer to as South, Central, and North America. These natives were the original Americans who got exploited, enslaved, raped, and massacred by Europeans. Where are our reparations? Hispanics in these Western continents are as American as can be. We are are from here. So when Trump or any other person from the USA says we aren't American or go back to our country, God damn it, does it annoy me. To Andy's point, if a war broke out between Guatemala and the USA, who would I fight for? Neither. I would be fighting my own people for the white man's benefit. Why should they ask me to put on a uniform and go 10,000 miles from home and drop bombs and bullets on brown people in Vietnam while so-called Negro people in Louisville are treated like dogs and denied simple human rights? No, I'm not going 10,000 miles from home to help murder and burn another poor nation simply to continue the domination of white slave masters. This was Ali's quote of the darker people of the world. This is the day when such evils come to an end. And he writes Muhammad Ali. As always, you guys, I enjoy the podcast. It's what I look forward to every Wednesday. P.S. And I think what people say on the emails about the way Mexico is that it comes out Mexico as opposed to Mexico. Much love and respect to you both. Smiley. I can't answer. Why do people change the conversation? Now he wants to have a fight with Guatemala. 
No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Yeah, but Guatemala isn't part of Mexico, though. I asked a specific question. I get the gist of what he's saying. I get the gist of it, but that isn't what I asked. That that doesn't answer the question of what what the question you you put to me. Your original thing. Your original question was why? how come you define yourself as American, not Mexican, or what, what flag would I wear if I went into battle? Uh, no, you. If I went into uh, to the Olympics, right. and I changed it to what if it was a battle between America? Because um, if the 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 term is Mexican American, it's not Guatemalan American. So the term Mexican American, I said, if we got in a war and we had to go fight, you had to go fight. Would you fight for the Mexican side or the or the American side? That was that was the whole point because it's the point of the way we structured the word Mexican American or American Mexican. So what he did is he then he took it into I'm not going to fight for to empower continue to empower. That's fine, and and I get that because I understand what you where you're trying to go, but that wasn't you took it in a different direction. So okay, let's get to the direction that you took it in. Um, the war actually is already already on, and it's a war of of economics. And when you talk about Trump and saying go back to where you came from. No one wants to hear, and this is why the thing I hate the most about Trump over everything is just how embarrassing he is as a human and as a human. And to say the way the way that he speaks is so not presidential. It's so not about a country that has as much as this country does empowering humans and making the world a better place. That being said, um, and going back to what you said about, can I get back into the other conversation? Brown people, black people, white people. It's an economic-driven system throughout the world that white people are in control of, for the most part, thanks to uh, the colonization that Britain actually started and took over almost most of the world at certain points in, 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 in the world. What do we do about that now? We're not going to bring back... The people, the, the maps have been changed over thousands of years many, many times. There's always been an aggressor and an oppressor. What do we do now? That's my, that's my biggest, that's where I've come from. That's where all this comes from for me. Where, what do we do now? We're not going back. There's no way to go back and there's no way to change what's already happened. So where do we go now? And that, that is my, that is the bigger question to me. Always remember your past. You said something to me, and the first time you asked me the question, I didn't answer correctly. And the second time we talked about it, I still didn't answer it correctly. And I can answer. What was the question? You asked me, could slavery happen again? And I said, I don't think so, because there's too many. The world wouldn't let that happen. Whatever. I gave that answer. And then we went to the other one where you you made it. And I was like, oh, it could happen. The answer is the Jewish answer, which is to the Holocaust, which is you – you forgive, but you never forget. Because the moment you forget and the moment you, start, you stop teaching about it is the day that it can happen again. Right. And that goes to the point of why when I said about being broken, I was broken because we were teaching not to remember that. And so when, it, when you keep, when you realize that the country taught you not to remember something, right. and then you take that Jewish quote, are they teaching you not to remember? Or are they teaching it to do it again? Because if they're teaching you not to remember, that's opening up the door for it to happen again. Right. That goes into the brokenness of mm-hmm. what I, I felt when I when the more I learned. So that being said, 
Let me ask you again. Do you think it can happen again? If if we if we forget. Because and the reason why I'm asking you that is because I don't think that this younger generation is being taught the way we were taught coming up. I I don't I don't think I don't think they go see the movies like The Butler and Twelve Years a Slave. I don't I don't think they know as much about uh, Martin Luther King or certainly Malcolm X. I don't think they're going back watching the 1990 movie Malcolm X with Denzel as Malcolm X. They're reading the audio autobiography. They're watching the documentary. I don't think this younger generation is attached to the history and the education of it the way we were. Yeah, Black Lives Matter, they, we know, you know, the cops be, you know, killing niggas and, you know, they, they sit up there and go, we got to fight the fight. But I, I just, I don't know. And I could be so fucking wrong, but I just feel like this younger generation isn't as on it as, it, as we were. I think it's They don't care as much as we did. I think it's different because they have more information. They can go on. Yeah, to- but I don't know that they're utilizing the information. What good is having all that information if you don't utilize it? I think that this generation is unfortunately going to lead to another more aggressive and needed generation because their need to make everybody say things correctly, being politically correct and not changing. But being politically correct is going to lead to where we, we realize that we have slowed down progress because we, we made progress feel like it was being done because we're civilized in the way that we speak to each other, in a way that we enjoy being spoken to. But we're not changing or explaining or getting to why we're going next. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to cause another problem. One of the other things that really bothers me, and this is really important, I think it goes to what you're saying a little bit, is... We do have more information than we've ever had. It's in our phone. It's in. Uh, it's everywhere that you go now. You can get on your computer. You can get information. And we don't utilize books as much. The library is, is being replaced, which I don't say that word right either, by the way, is being replaced by um, computers, which is great. Until the one day when we're talking about as long as you remember, until the one day when someone doesn't want you to know anything anymore and they can go into a computer and they can delete what they don't want you to know. And how do you get it back if there's no if you don't have access to if you only have access to digital information, if you don't have right. access to books, if you don't have that. And I feel that's where we're headed. Right. And we're going to lose and we're going to fail to remember. So yes, I do think it could happen again if we if we fail to remember. I really think that we're we're we're, we're thinking that the robot and the uh and the uh, IA, the uh, artificial intelligence, the AI, yeah, I can't speak again. Artificial intelligence, thank you, which I don't even have regular intelligence, uh, is going to wipe us out. I think we're doing a good job of doing it to ourselves right now. I think we think we're growing so much, and I think we're actually regressing. Mm. Okay. And we're teaching bad people how to look good in front of us. Right. Okay. I want to get more into the brown, black, brown, and white thing because it, it goes back, and I don't want to do it right now, but I really do want to have an episode where I give you the information that I'm talking about and why it's important. Because if it gets, if it's important, it's because we all come and we're all the same. This European, this, and we're not the same right now. But if we were all the same, we should get back to the place where we're all the same. When when was that? 
when before everybody spread out. It, there was DNA changes throughout the world because of what we needed uh, food-wise, what was available, and what we were able to absorb from the sun and what we needed, uh, what we ingested so that we could survive. And that's where this change in in rhythm and skin color comes from. <laughs> Jonathan Diaz, Hispanic use of the N-word. I live in Hartford, Connecticut, where it is predominantly blacks and Puerto Ricans. Recently, I've been seeing debates on social media whether or not Hispanics can say the N-word. I've seen arguments from both sides where Hispanics were saying they are descendants of Africans and blacks saying you only claim to be black when it comes to using the N-word. I'm no black. My whole life I've been called and said the word to my peers. It's normal for me. I am Puerto Rican and Dominican. Caribbean Latinos are a mixture of African, European, and indigenous. Indigenous People because slaves were brought to the islands. Oh, shit. Personally, I think we are both depressed and marginalized in this country. We are so different, but the same in many ways. And in the eyes of the racist, we both ain't shit. Puerto Ricans contributed a lot to hip-hop culture, and we tend to always be in the same communities as black people. I never denied my African roots, and I'm proud of the mixture that makes us who we are. I would like to hear you guys' opinions on the topics. Love the show. I think these race talks are important, and I like both of your perspectives on things. Andy, what up, nigga? You know, it's hard for me to say... Hispanics can't say it because Hispanics and us have so much in common. Um, I mean, you know, and I jokingly say that Italians and niggas have a lot in common, but when they say it, it ain't never in the positive form. Um, and I've heard that. I've heard Hispanics go, I know black, man. I know black. Um, I'm telling you, this black thing is a blessing and a curse because, again, everybody wants to be us because of all of what we bring. But in certain ways, nobody wants to be us because of this stigma that has been created through media and television and that, that somehow black people, we are just always at the bottom of the barrel. We are the worst thing you can be when, in fact, history has taught us the opposite. We are the best thing you can be. We're the most common, the most copied, the most imitated, the most endeared. As Patrice once said, black men are the most wannabe fucked men on the planet. Every dude wants to be cool. Every dude wants swag and style and all the sexy. And niggas have always been that. Black men have always been that. Black women from cornrows to afros to all the different ways they wear their hair oh, this is a this is a little funny this kind of works both ways white girls want to copy the style but yet there are also black women who because again history and slavery and have been told that black ain't beautiful you know sisters get weaves and you know extensions and you know, color and dye their hair. Well, well, you know, so they copying some of white women too in terms of wear your hair natural, wear your hair nappy, wear your hair real. And a lot of black women ain't trying to do that. But that's another whole another t- thing. I'm, I'm saying all that to say, do I have a problem with Hispanics saying nigga? 
Not really. But if you're going to, again, if you're going, don't just adopt what's good. Adopt it all. And, I, and, 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 and if we're all the same in terms of blacks and Hispanics in so many ways, then don't shun us. Because, again, there are a lot of Hispanics who treat niggas like white folks treat niggas. When it's like, motherfucker, you just a shade above me. So come on, nigga. It's 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 a re- to use your word. It's it's complicated. It's tricky, and it shouldn't be. But even in your own black culture, it's the the, the like you just said. You're a shade. This you're a shade. A shade. Lighter lighter black dudes are are, are it's it's in the black community. I got to be very careful how I say this. Oh, you about to? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to change it. In the Mexican community. No, no. Stick yeah. with your guns. No, I'm going to stick it because no. No, because, say Mexican. Say what you was going to say. Say what you was going to say. There's, I, all, there, there's always been a preference to being lighter than there is to be darker yeah, in all wrong. cultures. Hey, no, no. Okay, fine. That's fine, too. Yeah, I'm going to say that that way, though. Right. But no, what you said wasn't wrong. No. But you're going to give me some letters. Fuck that, motherfucker. Fucking bitch. tired of answering letters. Yeah, well, did shit. <laughs> um, yeah, but again, that goes back to slavery. Light skin was always deemed better. Does it go back to slavery? Yes. Only to slavery. As opposed to where else? The only reason I'm it's, the, the seeds were planted there, but even in even in the Mexican culture. No, but when I talk about Mexican, okay. you ask me specifically okay, okay, about I'll, that. Okay, okay, let's stay specific. Okay, yeah, okay. That, you, those seeds were always planted that somehow lighter was better. Okay, so yeah, that goes back. to So that. then, in Mexican culture, I'm going to say this, and, and, and I'm asking the question, so you guys can write the letter in the way that I'm saying this. Is it because of? In the Mexican culture, being lighter is was is has been considered a preference, a, 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 a preference. Now here's for, my question: preferred preference. Where does that come from? Why is that that? That's my question. Why is it that? Why does I can't that come speak from that? on behalf of y'all? I can speak on behalf of us. I I'm asking you: Why I is that like that? I think it's ra- racial. I think it's because. But where does it come from? Where, where would where would lights where would lighter Mexicans Get that to feel that that somehow is better. That's my. I think I know the answer now. What, what's the answer, dude? I'm I'm telling you, this white pigmentation racially has been so strong that I'm telling you, every race that's not white, every person of color, every group that's of color feels true acceptance. The highest level, the greatest shine you can get is to be a white person. White is the best there is. So whatever gets me closer to that, I'm better than you. Which is why I said, and I know I said this on the podcast a long time ago. It's funny to me because Asians treat niggas like shit. Hispanics, I'm not black. Treat niggas like shit. Indians treat niggas like shit. All the other minorities look down on blacks. We are at the bottom of the fucking barrel. Okay, and let's be. And, okay, and, go ahead. Go ahead. And again, that has been perpetuated because of the history of this country and slavery. Because, because wait a minute. When all those foreigners come to the land of milk and honey, the, the, the Asians, the Indians, the Hispanics, when they all come here seeking the American dream, 
the epitome of what that dream is at its highest level of success and greatness is whiteness. So in order for them to achieve that, they feel they have to go, well, we hate you niggas too, because that's what's been deemed the norm. But again, the problem with that is while y'all are all hating us for white acceptance, they talk about y'all the same way. Now, yeah, y'all didn't go through what we went through historically, chains and whips and lynchings and rapings and separation of family and 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 uh, uh, identity of self. The 60s and church bombings and the assassination of your leaders. You don't have on paper on record what we do. But yet and still. They look down on y'all. The same way they call you chinks. They've put you in concentration camps. I don't know all the history of the treatment of Indians and Hispanics in this country. And I know people will write in and say, listen, man, a lot of cultures catch hell. White people have been slaves. Like my man just said it in the email. Hispanics have been slaves. I'm not doubting any of that. But show me the footage. Show me the photos of Hispanic men. Asian men, Indian men with whip marks on their backs. Show me the photos of lynchings where y'all have been hung from trees. Show me the, give me the evidence of when y'all's churches have been blown up, killing your children. Tell me what leaders of y'all have been assassinated at the hands of white hands. Show me the pictures and the footage of y'all with water hoses and dogs. What is What are the statistics that show where every time I turn on the news and hear about a cop killing somebody of color, they're black. I don't, and I'm not saying it don't happen because racist cops are racist cops. But nigga, we are the McDonald's of fucked with people. Not saying anybody else ain't been fucked with. No. But I don't, I can't recall one time turning on the TV and going, unarmed Hispanic man, be it Puerto Rican, Mexican, whatever, shot and killed by cops. Oh, recently. Recently or not recently. I, the, the 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 abundance in which we see that, if the, and if that was happening, where's the Hispanic version of Black Lives Matter? Where's the Indian version of it? Where's the Asian version of it? You don't see it. We are the most fucked with people on the planet. Okay, but here's where I need you to to for me to have this conversation. I need you to be able to accept what I'm about to say. You keep saying American. America, this is a worldwide situation. This ain't like it ain't like you're going to go to Europe and all of a sudden all racism is gone and you're just a black dude in, 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 in Europe. That's more to my point. You're answering my point. I, but I want you to make Niggas it clear. The, uh, yes, yeah, and I've said that in certain parts in Europe during soccer games, motherfuckers throw bananas on the field. Batteries, batteries. The Aborigines, the darker Australians, get treated worse. So again, to my point. Black people are the most fucked with people on the planet. But America is the creme de la creme. It's also where you live and you know the most about it. And where we're again, supposed to be it, the freest. Okay, but again, if, 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 all those other worldly places, I'm, I'm, and I'm willing to accept it if it exists. Give me the history that shows where America has not been number one no, but in the distreatment of black people. Number one, because they put in place those Jim Crow laws, which put okay. black people by, behind by another 140-something okay. years. Okay, so if niggas catch hell all over the world, 
What does that tell you? I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you, but I want it to be worldwide. I want it to be worldwide. It is worldwide, and I'm not denying it. And then, and then, but 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 when we're the best, we can take we can take we should give America credit for being the best at it. They're the best at it. But when you want some photos and you want some other pictures, though. Go to Germany, go go to Poland, and put the Jews in the 1940s, and there's another group of people that were that were almost wiped out. Why are you including your shit into what I'm talking about? Because you said, give me some pictures, give me some history. I'm talking about black people. Now, we know the Holocaust and your thing was your thing, and I'm, and I'm not, again, and I said this before, I'm not putting one down over the other. I'm just saying people are fucked up. These are why you get these emails, yeah. Andy. Because I know of what you're saying right now. Nobody is denying that. But again, Jews ain't going through in this country right now what we still going through. Hundred percent agreed. My 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 point of this whole thing, this rant that we went on, is worldwide. This has been a problem in the world, even as of today. It's a it's a problem where black people are treated poor, harshly, poorly, and not the same as as their white counterparts in all right. of the world. When you said bring up some history, I gave you some history, but here's here's what I and I said people are fucked up in all places. But there, there's one consistent in this. This has been a long term trending, and then you just said it. Jews aren't having the same problem in this country that you that the blacks have had in this country, right? Mm-hmm. So all that being said, I'm agreeing with you. I just gave you some reference to what you said. So because if I don't say it, someone else is going to say it, and it's not going to this. What you're going to say now isn't is going to be as meaningful. That's all it is. Thank you. Thank you for pouring your glass of water into my ocean. You're welcome. Okay, but to my original point, listen, my baby mother, my other baby mother's Puerto Rican. There's a, there's a flair and a style and a seasoning that both Hispanics and niggas share, which gives us that pizzazz. So for that reason, I don't have a problem with Hispanics saying nigga, but I have a problem when you become selective in, in, in your reasoning. Um, because again, if you're a person of brownness, they don't like you much either. So stop trying to shit on us for an acceptance that really doesn't accept you either. Okay. Again, I'm going to go to something that's going to be more fucked up again. So you're saying what you said, acceptance, brownness. Yeah, but you you go through the same thing. But what about black people who don't share your history? They come from Africa. And they can say that word all they want because they're black. Black people that say that again? Come from Africa. Like Africans? Yeah, Africans. Yeah. They can say Africans. Okay, so Africans come here. Yeah. They don't have your history. Meaning slavery? Yeah, they don't have your... They're not from what you came from. I don't have that history. I wasn't a slave. You weren't? Was you, I, I what's didn't your go fa- through what's the your 60s. Fa- what's, your, what's your family history? Did they go through the 60s? Yeah. They went through the, the 40s? Uh, they didn't go through the 40s, but they went through their share. Okay. But they're coming over now, not part of this. Do they get to use the word? Yeah, because they're black. And they suffer the what happens now, today. And Whether it, they suffer it or don't. But it makes you comfortable because they're black. You got damn right. 
They automatically wear the uniform of at any time I could be fucked up. And at any time I could be discriminated against. But the, they wear the uniform they can't take off that at any time I could be shot and killed. So, yeah, they can say it. That's, that's it right there, the uniform. Yes. Yes. So if you're dressed in that uniform, then it comes with all the advantages and disadvantages. Uh, well, it, yes, it comes with the rhythm and the blues. These motherfuckers that are not black. The Asians, the Indians, you love hip-hop. You, you say nigga either secretly in your car with the, windows, with the windows rolled up when you listen to the music or when you're at home or maybe even in the open. But you don't wear that uniform the way we wear that uniform. So now when I said that I was white. Right. And some people took offense to it or even you thought it was a weird comment. Do I wear a brown uniform? Well, shit, you already answered that question. You wear the easier uniform, which is white. But do I wear it or is I projected that? I went outside today. I didn't do anything to go outside. So for me to claim my brown uniform, when I walk outside, I'm treated. But you ain't going to be treated like you got on a brown uniform. You're going to be treated to what the eye test sees. That's my point. That was my point in the very beginning when I said, okay, so then I'm white. Because I am treated this way. But you also have chosen to go the easier route. Those were your words. Why? It's not only that I was chosen. I was pushed in that direction. Pushed by whom? Life. No, nigga, you go in whatever direction you want to go in. You, your own words were, I choose the easiest route. I said it's easier to be white. Okay, so that's what you choose to do. No, I just said it's easier to be white. What do you think? I should stand up in the middle of a place when I'm being treated white and go, treat me like I'm brown, like you want to treat brown people in this place. Well, nigga, why would you do that? Why would you do that? You wouldn't do that. So the honesty but of the what beauty, I'm... But the beauty of what you have is you don't have to make that distinction. So the honesty is... We that... don't have that choice. Exactly. So the honesty of what I just said was I said I'm white because I get treated by what I look like. And there's a lot. And, and there's a lot of Hispanic dudes that get treated the same way. Because they look white. They come from a European background as well. There's a problem in Mexico because of this today, just like there is here. So the ones that are Mexican that look like you get treated white because they look white. The uniform goes a long way to make people feel comfortable. As you just said, a black dude can use the word even if he doesn't have the history because it makes you feel comfortable because he has the uniform on. It ain't got nothing to do with making me feel comfortable. You feel comfortable with him saying it. You're not going to call him out. Because he's wearing the uniform. Even though he didn't suffer maybe the same things that you did. He didn't go through the same things that you did in this country. But the uniform dictates. Lucky you. I'm not complaining. There was no complaining. Lucky, when I said, complain about what? What would you have to complain about? That's what I'm saying. I'm lucky, not complaining. Lucky, yeah. lucky you. So then why, but being honest is, 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 is what all I've done so far. You've been honest, but you know, you, you get your tap dance on, dog. <laughs> you get your fucking tap dance on. Um, from Tina Gillis, subject emasculation. Um, oh, ooh, I'm excited about this one. 
I love the aforementioned episode. You hit it on the head. People are so busy being politically correct. A man doing a tampon commercial. Get the fuck out of here. Really? There is nothing sexier than a, and she puts in caps, man. In this era of Me Too and feminism, I'm tired of it. Ain't shit sexy about a man doing woman shit, i.e. a tampon commercial, makeup and tight jeans. Why have roles changed? Men being bitchy and women having dicks? I'm old-fashioned. I can never question my man's sexuality, and I respect him and without a doubt feel safe and protected around him. I can't stand a pussy-ass nigga. Oh, in my Aerie Spears voice, pussy-ass nigga. Keep up the great work. I love y'all. Tina, just like I said, when a white person uh, champions for black people with honesty, it tickles my gooch. It tickles my gooch, sweetie, to hear a woman say what you just said. Because I feel like if more women were honest about that, and I don't think that you're a rare breed. I think there are a lot of women out there that love a good old-fashioned motherfucking I pull my bootstraps up, I lace my shit, I go out of here, I've got my hard hat, my lunch pail, and I work and I make that bread and I come home and I bring it to you, girl, get your ass in that kitchen and fry that bacon. There are real women out there that love a good smack upside the head by a man from time. No, I'm just joking. No, but there are women that enjoy fucking actual men, real fucking men. Real, I got chocolate stains in my drawers. Grab me a beer. <sniffs> Men, goddammit. Do you have to have the chocolate stains? Most of us do. Most of us do. What color underwear do you buy? Uh, I wear uh, different kinds of colors, nigga. You don't wear white, though? No, hell no. So then you don't know if you have chocolate stains in there? Oh, nigga, my shit is <laughs> visually... There, nigga. Dude. I mean, like if you would have melt ten Snickers bars, dude. <laughs> my shit. I'm gonna start buying you wipes. <laughs> I don't like wipes. I want none wet in my ass. That's how that shit starts. Um, dude, man, I agree with you, baby. Thank you because I, I just, I'm old fashioned too. I, I, I just, again, why this this bullshit? Where we trying to change the playbook? You know, you know, it, it's it's I'm almost like uh, Denzel in, in the football movie, the, the high school, the, the, where he coached. He was Coach Boone. The gladiator? The, the gladiator. Uh, the fucking, oh, God. The Titans. The Titans. I was thinking that's what I was trying to. Remember yeah. the Titans? Yeah. When he goes, I got, you know, I got six plays in my book, and I run all six plays, and all of them work. Like, I, I, I the playbook is thin. Let's keep it simple, God damn it! But dude, you know, just so that people understand, you, you say this in your act. Even if you, I mean, if you're doing the same job as a man, right? You're going to work. You're putting in your day, and you're doing the same. You equal pay, yeah. All that stuff about, yeah, equal pay, equal work, being treated. For, you, you, you have the right to your body. You have the right to your to your words. You say no, no is all that is is correct. It's not caveman days. We're not talking about being a caveman. Right. But we're talking about being a real man, a being man. a man. Being a man, you know. Let's you know. Let's 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 stay within our natural positions. You know, don't ask me to do shit that I think most women should be able to do. Again, not to say I can't do it, Kyla Lacey. Um, but I ain't washing no goddamn dishes. I might help you if if I wash the dishes with you. 
there's an agenda, which means I'm going to come up behind you, put my arms up under yours, help you wash, and while at some point I'm fucking you over the dishes, dog style over the sink. So that's it. You wash a dish, I wash a dish, you wash a dick. I try to get you up there every time, and then you roll that ball backwards every single time. Uh, yeah, man. I agree with her. I agree with her. We got time for one more, man. What time is it? It's already two out. We're already in this one an hour. We got time for whatever the fuck we say we got Dude, time for. Dude, what time nigga? is we gotta go? We got a show it's tonight. It's 5 or 4.43. I got I to gotta get booed by people tonight. You're going to be all right. got to be in the shower by 6.30, nigga. We got an hour and a half. Yeah, I still got to walk to my hotel. That ain't going to take but 10 minutes, nigga. Just quit crying. We only got a couple more. Uh, and these are quick, too. The... Uh, WS. Big fan from Sweden. Uh, dude, sorry if this email is doubled or my other emails messed up. Hey, Aries, uh, I found your special Hollywood look. I'm smiling. A couple years ago, I sent it to all my friends, and to this day, we're still quoting it. It's absolutely brilliant. Did I read this one? Uh, no, I don't think so. Mm. Uh, it's impossible not to laugh while it's watching it. I found your podcast recently, and I am binge listening. I can't even stop. I love it when you and Andy are talking about movies, especially Rocky. Even though Rocky Five isn't my favorite, yeah, you did read. This I did one. read this. Yeah, right? you read that one. Yeah. Oh shit! I wonder how I got this again. All right, nigga. Much love to speed him. Um, Devon. Devon. Congratulations, niggas! It's official. Y'all have made the big time. So proud of both of you, dudes. I have enjoyed your podcast for quite some time, and I'm trying to make this short. But I want to say, Aries, everything you said that is positive is right and what people have said about you. You're brilliant, and I have been a fan since Mad TV and Def Comedy Jam HBO. So appreciate comedians and what you do to joy to do what you do to joy in to people in two people's lives. People, please proofread your shit. Lives, it is a great skill of talent and that you two have. I have to support something I have always felt and many others have said. You are one of the most underrated comics out here in the game today. And to make this even more official, if I ever see you, will probably embrace me after I say no homo. Uh, but either way, we have something major in common that would bond us both. If I see you, just let it be known that we are probably the only two straight black men that respect and believe Sex in the City is one of the all-time great shows, even though I don't have the box DVD set. Laugh out loud. You one-up me on that, by, and by far one of the best written shows out there to this day. I was talking about that show before it hit big. Again, the writing, everything you said about it is on point. Told you, man, show is fucking fire. Something you mentioned on the pod. On the past podcast, The God Question. In closing, I want to also let you know that I'm a dude who's done the research and put in the work. Dr. John Henry Clark, this brother Billy Carson, they got it right. He sends me a link. Bruh, everything that you said, you're feeling about this God thing, follow your heart. That slave book shit of a Bible is the old God concept is off some controlled church man shit. I do believe in a higher power on the spiritual, but... Not how this religion shit pimps it. Just keeping it real and there again coming from my brother who was raised in church who put in the work to find out the real shit versus the fake fake man made up shit, which most of it is anyway. But I can expand on it if you ever want to go there. 
I was going to see your show in Charlottesville, Virginia on September 28th, but it got canceled. So I hope to see you sometime. So when you hit the D.C. area, which will be in D.C. the first week of the month, you and Andy both December. have. Yes, December. Both of you and Andy have the best chemistry, and it's not by accident that you are together. Great balance. You two have continued to grow, blossom, and prosper. I love you two brothers show, and much respect and laughs. Derek from D.C. Appreciate you, homie. Definitely. I will check out those links, my nigga, and uh, see you in D.C. <laughs> I love D.C., man. I can't wait to get back in there. Thanks. Man, D.C.'s awesome. J.T. Merrick. Thanks for reading my email on the most recent episode. That's a dope feeling having it read on air. And you are right. I do not, I do need to spell better. Laugh out loud. Thanks again. I plan on going to Memphis to the museum. When I do make it, I will email you and let you know how it went. I hope you make it to Arkansas or close so I can make it to the show. Again, much love to you and Andy. Thanks. You got it, JT. And when you get over there, man, to the, to the, to the museum, man, let it soak in, brother. Really let it soak in. It's definitely moving. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Let me know how it turns out. Um, Nikia S. This email is mostly directed at Andy and not in a negative way. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> I just finished listening to Andy's thoughts and comments about him thinking OJ was innocent because a father would never put their children into a predicament of finding their mother dead, but I feel as though he's not looking at it through an angry, murderous man's eyes. OJ, OJ and it's been documented, documented with photos and police reports, was whipping Nicole's ass for years before their divorce. So he was already filled with a bunch of rage while married to this woman. So after they got divorced, that angry didn't just go away. So it's very possible this man went there that night with all the rage he had in him for his woman, for this woman and take her out. He wasn't thinking about the children. He was thinking about his freedom, or, or nor was he thinking about his freedom, nor wasn't he thinking about the repercussions of his actions. All he was thinking about was how he wanted to kill Nicole. That's it. It's that simple. He had a blind rage. That's how he was able to kill her, leave her like there like trash, then head to the airport like nothing. Fucked up, but true. Love the podcast. Really enjoy listening to you guys talk about the Rocky franchise. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, Nikki, I said that to him. Yeah, and, and, and I get that. But, and I, and the reason I can kind of see this is because it was such, her head was almost decapitated. It was barely Nigga, hanging Carl, on. I'm sorry. Carl Weathers is in the new Star Wars. C- Apollo Creed. This nigga, a, congratulations, Carl Weathers. Nigga ain't been in nothing of relevance since The Predator. I hope they get. I hope it would be great if his name was Creed, though, in it. Oh, it's an original streaming series. Oh. Eh, fuck it. All right. Um, yeah, hey, you Apollo. Go ahead. The whole passion, though, like to, to to be, and I know that I said passion, but to be so angry of someone that you that a crime of passion—that's the words I was looking for—that you cut someone's head off, though, and then leave, and it basically was off, and it was laying there for the kids. That—that's still. Man, I, I, it's maybe it's just the human side of me. I can't believe that you could do that to your No matter what, you, 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 there's some priority to your children. But I get what you're saying. He wasn't thinking about it. It happened. But he's also, this wasn't an OJ that could take on the, the Goldman and then her at the same time. Unless you cut her head off and then he sees that her head's off, 
that'd probably freak me out enough to give me and you enough time to fucking take me out too, I guess. Mm. But I mean, this is all conjecture, conjecture, conjection. What am I, I'm saying the wrong words. I ain't never heard of the word. It's conjecture. Yeah. Conjecture. I think that's the right word. Oh. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. The, 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 he was found innocent. That's what I know. The who? Yeah, OJ was found innocent. You said the goose. No. OJ was found innocent. No, no. You said the goose found innocent. No. I guarantee you. Well, we'll have to play it back. Maybe yeah, it you end. said the goose. I think you meant to say the, the juice? juice was found innocent. You said the goose. Well, I was trying to say juice. I don't know. Nah, what nigga, out. you said goose. All right. All right. Last the one. The goose is loose. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. Uh, Dion Kelly, big fan of the podcast. It's only getting better. Hey, guys, big fan of the podcast. I started listening around two months ago, and it's the most entertaining podcast I've found. I'm a big fan of Aries from Mad TV days, and I'm very happy to hear all you y'all got sponsors now. Cha-ching. <laughs> you guys talk about issues that actually need to be talked about, that people in spotlight positions are afraid to. You hear these subjects in normal circumstances behind closed doors with usually only one point of view. This is why I like Aries' enthusiastic slash emotional approach to bounce off Andy's meticulous slash pen pen. Pedantic, pedantic. Yeah, pedantic. I'm back. Pedantic. pedantic views on an issue. People get upset with Andy being wishy-washy, but I don't think people understand that he is trying to cover all bases. And sometimes you don't find yourself on the right, on the one side right away. I'm gonna say something right now that Andy should say that I know he's not gonna say. I like this nigga. I think that derives from a mixed background where he might have been. Do you know? I, let me just. I don't want to get off book. Uh, do you know how funny that would have been if you'd have said that though, right now without being told? Yeah, it would have been really funny. It, yeah. no, no, you're saying that like, yeah, it would be really no, funny. No, I know, no, no. Do you I, know how I, funny no, that no, would have been? No, I do know how funny it would have been. Like seriously, but but the funny does the funny outweigh what it does to the conversation? Overthinking, like Jay Moore said, take your shot. Does the funny outweigh? Uh oh, target's getting closer. But then. What will people think? Oh, shit. Damn, Target's gone. That's the moment. The timing, the unexpectancy, the fact you did it. That would have been one of those moments where if you were on stage and you said some shit to a heckler that was so off the wall, the whole crowd goes, ah! no one would have saw that coming if you'd have went, I like this nigga. And no one would have been mad at you for it. Because they would have understood. It would have been perfection. But it ain't, it ain't you. It really isn't. All right. Where was I? Um, I think that derives from a mixed background where he might have been smack in the middle of different cultures and clashing points of views that always placed him in a position to think, which way do I want to go? So naturally, you want to take the best aspect in each point of view. That is what I do because I come from a very mixed background myself, moving from Europe to the U.S. in my teenage years. Experiencing the U.S. as an outsider, I agree with Andy when he said last week, patriotism is taught. Growing up, I never imagined standing up to a flag every morning. And when I started going to an American school, I was like, what the hell is this? Laugh out loud. One of the things I also found interesting it actually amazed me is how many people do not travel outside the country. I've said this, brother. There are, of course, many reasons for this, but it brings me to my question for you guys. Can you truly believe the U.S. is the best when you've never been anywhere else? Anyways, keep doing what you're doing. 
I love that you guys keep it real and do not shy away from topics. I hope you invite guests slash fellow comedians every now and then, too. Uh, quick tease, we might have Russell Peters coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, he said he's going to do it. It's just, you know, shit happens, so uh, we can't completely do you, say yes Do yet. you see a picture of him with his kid? Do you see yeah. it on Instagram? Yeah. His kid looks just like him. Yeah, it's a cutie, man. Um, P.S. I think Aries mentioned being blacklisted from the Joe Rogan podcast, which is a shame. But Mary, maybe Aries can be the bigger guy and invite him to do yours. He would never do my fucking podcast, dude. I told you. That's a secret society. Um, I don't think you're blacklisted from that. I just, do you think you're blacklisted from his podcast? Yeah, unless I become so fucking huge it makes sense. And even then, you know, his ego probably wouldn't allow it. But um, to answer your question, do I think that the U.S., if you've, if you've never been outside it, you don't know. Um, and again, there are people that have never left their city, let alone their state, um, which is a goddamn shame. Um, I don't know that the United States has the cachet it once had. I still think overall, in perspective, it's the greatest country in the world. Even though based on certain places I've been, you would think when it comes to certain things, the United States would be ahead of the game when actually we're behind the eight ball. When it comes to sex and uh, the celebration of sex and the human body, America's behind, man. Some of them European countries, nigga, Amsterdam, uh, Norway, some of the places I've been to, in Amsterdam, like, you literally could walk around and the same way you would go pay money to go see a movie, you can go sit in a place and see people on stage fucking. Um, some of them places stay open till the, to, to, to the sun come up. In America, you know, Miami stays open to 6, 7. Really, other than that, I mean, New York, 3, 4. Like, L.A. shuts down at 2. A major, major fucking in a city dipped in cool, fashionable, trendy, hip, fast, slick Hollywood entertainment shuts down at the same time as a place in the Midwest? That don't make no fucking sense. So, you know, overall, I think America's still the shit. But we lag in certain spots and certain things. Weed in certain places... It's celebrated. Here, we just trying to get to a point where it's legalized. Um, of course, we're ridiculous when it comes to gun laws, where you know a lot of other countries don't play that shit. So we don't have the cachet we once had. Uh, we almost like uh, how back in the day, in 1992, the Dream Team was unfuckwittable. Now, these other teams, America basketball is still top-notch. But these other motherfuckers have caught up. The rest of the world has caught up. The dream teams ain't slaying niggas by 50 points no more. Um, so the world has caught up to us. But how is that possible when all the basketball players in America today are much better than the ones that we had when we grew up? Wait, say that again? The, 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 well, how is that possible when all the basketball players that we have today are much better the than The European ones. ones. No, I'm not even talking about the American. I'm just going off that thing about uh, Jordan. And that time period, there was no one that could play with, you know, the Jordan and those guys couldn't play with the guys today. They're, they're much better today. You're being funny, right? Yeah, I'm being yeah, smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know that's hogwash. 
It's sarcasm. Um, you know, it's much harder for a country this large to stay. Number one. It, it is because a smaller country, they can do different. It's easier to maintain and, and to educate and to. We have so much money, so much bureaucracy. That's the problem. We need to change the way the bureaucracy is set up. But we could be number one if we ever wanted to really change who we are. But we're not number one. And and listen, uh, America has has for all of America's wonderful things that people will say about us. Don't make don't, don't make no mistakes. You don't get to be number one by saying please and thank you. You you you, you step one next. You push your way. You slit throats. You kick niggas in the balls. America has always been number one, or or has you know been close to. Again, I don't not the same cachet, but America has always been the biggest bully on the block, and that's how you get to be number one, not by being polite. So, and that's a good and a bad thing. It's almost like you know if you if you know how much of a motherfucker Charles Oakley was, you wanted him on your team. If you had to play against him. Let me put it in today's terms. Patrick Beverly is a motherfucker. If he ain't on your team, you hate his guts. But if he's on your team, you love him because you know what he comes with. That's America. America is Patrick Beverly. If you're a citizen of America, you want that shit talking hard nose defense playing. I don't give a fuck if you are Michael Jordan. Nigga, fuck you. If he's on your team, if that's America. You're a citizen. You love it. But if he ain't on your team, America might kill you, nigga. Uh, so, you know, uh, yeah. But I say travel, man. That's the best shit you could do. That's the best treat you could give yourself. I remember when I was driving around. Uh, I can't remember where it was, whether it was London or someplace in Europe. It wasn't London because it, 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 was, it, it was, this shit was really white. I mean, there were no black people. And I just went, you know, I could see myself living here part-time this is nice it's different the beauty the architecture but i couldn't be from here i couldn't live here like how some americans move to other countries and live as a black dude i need that culture i need that variety and i love me a good white woman like the next motherfucker but you know european women even women here in america I need ass. I need I need thighs. I need hips. I need lips. I need I need body. I need body. Them bitches out there, flat as CD cases. Lips are thin. Skin is pale. I need I need Hispanic. I need black. I need Asian. I need it all. You know when I, I felt really bad, I was watching uh, was a rerun of um, Dirty Dancing. Yeah. And I told you I watched this. I I don't remember seeing any. There, there was no. Black character that had lines in the movie. Right. And they're doing this, they're dancing, and they keep focusing on all the girls' asses in the in, in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how horrible it must have been as a black dude to grow up, and this is all you, that was that was what you had to look at? Well, listen, man, I, 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 I used to say, uh, <laughs> and listen, let me, to my white fans, to the white people that <laughs> listen to this, I know I talk a lot of shit about y'all. And I even said one time in one of the emails I read from a dude who called me up, Uncle Tom, and I had to curse this nigga out. Um, 
I talk a lot of shit about y'all, and, and deservedly so to some extent, because I'm only going off of what y'all perpetuate. But again, there's this, and this is why I say the, the, the how powerful of a medium movies and TV is, because it controls the narrative. And it makes people who aren't white, again, the brown people, the people that want to come here, they see our movies and our TV and through that powerful medium go, that's it, that's it. That's the best there is. That's number one. That's what beauty is. That's the epitome of beauty. White booty. White women. White features. White success. It's, it's. And, and again, that's why they down us, even though it's like, motherfucker, they down you too because you're not them. Whenever they would show the movie scene of, you know, the, the great white hero, Mel Gibson, Tom Cruise, put, insert any white male lead here. The sex scene is always where they get up and they show the dude walk to the fridge or to the bathroom and there's the full naked booty shot. And they, they, they show this white man's ass. Or they show, like you said, this white girl's butt. And this is where black people and white people differ. Our opinion on what an ass is. I'm sitting there going, they're showing this white man's ass. What ass are we looking at? It's as flat as a goddamn novel cover. What ass? Histo- white people, y'all don't have body like that. Now, I'm not saying being in shape and having a nice body... That's muscle tone and shit like that. Everybody, anybody can have that. That's not about race. But I'm talking about as far as the meat. The meat on a booty. When a booty walks, there's a, there's a, there's a meat that shakes. Y'all don't have it. Y'all don't have it. Um, White women, they don't have it. But y'all celebrate it. Like y'all number one with it. When what we really know is number one is black women. Wobble in a sundress. That motherfucker does the wibble wobble. It's an Allen Iverson crossover. Whip wop. See, that's what you like. No, and fair enough. You like what you like, but we're not talking about what you like. We're talking about what is there. What is an ass? What constitutes booty? When you pronounce booty, the B-O-O before you hit the T, the boo. That's the, the, the booty. When you pronounce it, booty, it almost comes <laughs> off like that, nigga. That's why it's called booty. No, you got to do it that way again, man. Booty. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Now that you explained it that way, 100%. Yes. Now, when you don't have ass, you have what's called Buttocks. <laughs> Buttocks is flat, nigga. Buttocks. You hear that? Booty. Black women, number one. Hispanic women, number two. And everybody else's buttocks. <laughs> Asians are the kings and queens of buttocks, nigga. You can't get flatter than flat. That shit is flat. So that's why when an Asian girl has ass... Oh, my God. It's museum worthy. Like somebody should bag this bitch from head to toe. Like, you know how in the movies when they take you place you're not supposed to see? They put the bag over your head and they put you in the van. They need to make a bag long enough that goes over your head down to your feet. 
bag the whole bitch and throw it in the van. And when the bitch come out the bag, she's in a glass case in a museum to be viewed. She can't never know how she got to the museum because then she can escape. And then she'd be called Asian with booty. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're done, man. Oh, I think we're, we're we're way past done. Yeah. Um. So join us next week when we end our career a little bit more each <laughs> every week. <laughs> oh, do you really think? Because on that last email, he said you should have some comics on. Do you think comics would really do our podcast? Like people that were established that people would like on our podcast, do you think they would come on and talk about what we talk about on our podcast? Like the race shit? Yeah, any of this. Some. Some, yeah. Because I think any real comic would go, if I shy away from this, unless you just that about your career and you're so nervous. But again, I don't even think we're at that level where it'll, it'll affect that. But yeah, I think some would definitely talk about it. And I think some would shy away from it. You know? Or some would touch on it, but they won't be as honest as they would like to be. They'll be politically correct. Somewhat. Somewhat. They'll, they'll put some edge on it, but they'll also be... So you, when you travel through Europe, though, I, yeah. I, I'm sorry to extend this, this podcast a little bit longer. When you travel through Europe, did you meet anybody that was, uh, was uh, Mexican-British? No. Did you meet anybody that was... Uh, that was uh, Italian French. No, because when you're in those countries, you're just when you're a citizen of those. They all just look like foreign white folks to me. Well, no, foreign in, in their land. They, they they all just look like uh, Europeans. Europeans to me. The only reason I ask you this is because uh, I know this. Uh, there's a comic that uh, he, he they recently got divorced, but I met this uh, his wife and and beautiful woman, beautiful woman, and she's right. Dutch. And she looks Indian, like you know, not v- Indian. That one. Oh. And uh, the thing is, because she's Dutch, right? And her heritage is Indian. You know what they they call them? No. Dutch. Because she's Dutch. This is the only country that does that shit. We hyphenate our who we are because we don't. This is and until because America wants you brown motherfuckers to know you here. But you ain't here. No, we all need to drop the fucking hyphen. We need to become American. I'm going to quote Stephen A. Smith real quick. Uh, back in his, and Stephen A. has always been an arrogant motherfucker because he's from New, he's Queens, New York. He reeks of that New York, I'm the shit vibe. But back, I don't know if you remember, he used to have, <coughs> he used to have a talk show on ESPN. Yeah. Where he would, you know, sit down like, you know, Leno and shit. And his catchphrase, and it was funny because he's all, he's got another show now, finally. And I think this is the one where he just inked the deal to give him $10 million for his latest show about the NBA. And as he was promoting it, and I was just watching this the other day on first take, he was so humble about it. And I couldn't help but think, yeah, nigga, that karma made you go, let me lighten up a bit. But his catchphrase on his last show was and it was the most arrogant shit ever not only because of what it said but the way he delivered it he delivered it with that arrogance he went hey remember this is my house but you're welcome to any time and it was just i wish y'all could physically see me but it was just a bravado yo remember it's my house but you're welcome to any time 
that's America. That's why we, African-American, Mexican-American, hey, this is America. You in its house. But remember, you're welcomed any time. But they want you to know who where you at. Just make it your house. I hear you, Cap. Take the shoes off. No, keep your shoes on if it's me. You in my crib. Yeah, as long as you have your socks on. Okay. Take your shoes off. Put your feet up. We're going to be here a while. Okay. Love y'all. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in for this Thursday. Um, extra long episode. Well, not extra long. It was hour 40. <laughs> We've gone two hours, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... Hey, hey, by the way, if you guys hear this, listen to you got to listen to the ads. Don't skip past them. This is the only way we can get money, the only way we can hire a producer, the only way we can do better. Who would skip past the ads? You think people do that? It's only 30 seconds. Just skip past the ads. Really? People skip past. That's why you don't see it. You don't we don't get that. We ain't making a lot of money. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Listen to the ads. Uh yeah. I don't have to give out my information. You cocksuckers know, but you're not supporting my Patreon, which hurts my heart. You're disappointing daddy. Come on, man. It's a fucking dollar. Whatever you choose to donate. Let's go. We might revamp the Patreon Andy and I discuss. Give you kitties some more content. Yo, I'm out of here, man. Yo, I'm done. Can you feel it, baby?